I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. And this is our special guest. I'm here. There it is. This is here. This is Hi, this Jared. Is, nice to see this you. This is Jared, who we've talked, we've probably mentioned you more than a few times on this podcast, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, many uh, times. None of it good. None I can't it imagine. It's no, all, like, all I, bad. Yeah. yeah no, that's so good. we'll catch you guys up on Jared. I, I wrote some things down. You are human, uh, right? Vaguely. Yeah. Mostly. Vaguely human. Uh, yeah. You definitely have a birthday. So that's cool. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. It says here you might be gay. Uh, jury's out. Yeah. Fucking A. I'm in. <laughs> As it is on all of us. Yeah. Look, really. It's, it's 2024. We don't really worry about it anymore. Who cares? I guess we don't. I guess we don't. Like, uh, yeah. it's a, a lot of they thems. And listen. It's either DTF uh, or not. That's, uh, I think that's 100%. how it goes. Yeah. As the kids yeah. would say. Yeah. You're an well, yeah, lit, it's, yeah, it's Yeah. I, I, I judge uh, the spectrum of sexuality on the Mary Fuck Kill. Oh, uh, oh don't, don't, you know don't bring that up. <laughs> don't don't so, bring up that game. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> listen. <laughs> for a long time, Jared, at the end of the podcast, I would we would play a game that Ryan adored called the lightning round, but it was just mm-hmm. MFK. Sure. And, but like it was like I just did like Disney princesses. And then it would be like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like adored MFK. is not the word that no. I would use. We can't imagine. It was no. it's it was really fun. It's a really mm. fun game. Uh, uh, then like, I think I picked I forget who else I picked that made you really uncomfortable. And then we it do was always like, like children or animals. It was yeah, awful. Was it was one. an awful list. Yeah. Always yeah. an awful list. Like, like or it was quick, like Jared, uh, just Mary, a Mary fuck kill uh, a gorilla, a black bear, or a grizzly bear. And then you got to think about it because you got to go. Well, I mean, I guess an ape would be the easiest. To, you to really got Yeah, no, you really got to like put some critical thinking into it. It's yes. A, it's to be a fair, lot. I'd probably marry the black bear because they do seem fairly docile. Like they really only attack if like if like they need to. Well, and they they love to just like hang out in like saunas and shit. Yeah, yes, like, dude, they eat I, berries I and yeah. yeah, I'm kind of down. So I'm in on the black bear, marrying the black bear. Uh, I gotta I gotta get down with I, I gotta get down with Harambe. Rest in peace. Oh my uh, God. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's the most easiest because it seems like the parts are the most similar, right? It's, also, yeah. probably wild in the sack. Those dudes can throw trees like fifty feet. It's like you know, sometimes you can use a metric screwdriver. <laughs> All right, sorry, a metric ratchet on an imperial bolt. Like sometimes yeah. it works. Sure. You know, sure. but sometimes. not all the time. No, yeah. sure. uh, and then I'd kill a grizzly bear because I physically think I probably could take a, in a hand-to-hand situation a grizzly yeah, bear. Yeah, dude. God, I would say by your fourth cup of dark roast coffee, you're I mean, ready oh, to man. go. Yeah. 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 And as long as he just woke up yeah. and was like starving is, to death. Or is basically already like 90% dead. So Yeah, if I could just climb on his back and like cover his muzzle and just right, whisper just into his the ear. Job. Right, yeah, My yeah, name's yeah. Doug. I'm killing you, bitch. I don't want to wake him up to where he would yep. kill me. So yep. there he goes. See how easy it is. And Ryan's like, I don't want to fuck a bear, dude. I just want to say how much bullshit this is because the first, <laughs> this is the first and only time Doug has ever played MFK, by mm-hmm. the way. And he's only on his best behavior because we have company over. That's what I, it is. Look, I get I it. just fucked a gorilla. What are you talking about? <laughs> best behavior. Yeah, but you didn't say like Ariel. Like but I alluded Anna to a dead and, gorilla. <laughs> yeah. April O'Neil. Like you didn't say that shit. Uh, wait, what? Was the middle one Anna, uh, Ariel, Anna, and April O'Neil? It's the A's, the yeah, A very, cartoon very, characters. Well, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what the age of consent in the well, literally, that's international waters, buddy. So, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> there is this is the age of piracy. There are no oh, rules. There are no, thank you, Colin. Doug has a time. letter of mark for <laughs> Disney princesses. Old, old one, no. <laughs> Listen, I uh, this will get back into our topic because I just told Jared our topic. I've 
haven't told Brian yet. Uh, but why? Over why the tell me? Who, who cares? Over, <laughs> over the course of my life, there have been many a songs sung by men my age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, about this, is all true. this very topic. Where, this is all where, true. and we talk about it a couple times when you hear Brian Setzer when you're 15 sing "Sexy and 17, You go, oh yeah, older girls. But when you realize he wrote that when he was like 26, you kind of go, right. mm. you know, Chuck Berry really didn't do a good job for older men and younger women in music. <laughs> Just saying so. Negative. Yeah. So anyway, we are going to, because we have Jared here, we're going to continue our music topic since uh, video games wrecked the first half of that. Well, uh, Jared, I don't know if you heard the last episode, but we determined fairly early on that music is stupid and nobody likes it. Yeah, that seems mm-hmm. 100% accurate. I have no notes. Sweet. Podcast over. Good talk, yeah, you guys. Good All right. yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll do a, a quick rundown because I want to hear from Jared. Uh, the We ended with what are, what, what are a couple bands that you can't physically see either they're dead or they just don't tour or they've broken up that you would love to go see again or see for the first time and I think um, we we did Dead I did Dead Kennedys I think Ryan matched that um, the Dead Boatman was another one so so a band that you know whatever um, for me it probably would have been that like uh, before I was old enough to go to shows it would have definitely been that like mid-90s alternative stuff that I was super into so like Nirvana Soundgarden Alice in Chains like I would have really liked to have seen those bands live and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like sad more often than I would have anticipated that like that's not ever going to happen um, you know I've, I've had the opportunity to see bands that I would have initially missed like when they on their like their first runs through so like you know Sleater Kenny got back together and they've they've put out some really good stuff so I've I've been able to check that one off my list they definitely would have been there um, who else? Like, uh, oh, Sunny Day Real Estate. They stopped making. They stopped playing for a long time. So I was able to see them. That was great. Um, not a lot of regrets, but I, I feel pretty good about. I mean, most of the stuff is just you know the space time continuum works in a certain way, and I don't have any control over that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. And we were talking about we were in like the golden era of like we saw a lot of sh- like we went. I went yeah. and saw like when I brought it up to Ryan, I thought about it. But man, I saw the Ramones live like eight times. Oh wow! Like, yeah, and, and like in in the I, I mean outside of Didi, but it was with CJ like. But it was the Ramones. And then yeah. I see Marky Ramone like four times. Like, I, you know, so like it's weird, but we did like have a weird sense of, especially like late 90s in the into the aughts. That was the height of like everybody was like, let's do tours all the time. So there's always big. And that was the, like the heart of the festival scene. So like every quarter there was some big festival, you know, Lollapalooza gave way to Warp Tour where, you know, and it was just, I got to see a lot of good bands live. So uh, for our listeners, you should know that Doug, you and I, we've seen a lot of shows. Like we we went to a whole lot of shows. Uh, the number of shows that we've been to is minuscule compared to the amount that Jared has been to. So the fact that he has <laughs> bands that he hasn't seen <laughs> is is kind of amazing. To yeah, me. I, I yeah I I don't know that it's like minuscule compared to it, but I know that because of like what I do and like what I've been doing for the past ten or so years. Like I, I write for Cincy Music, so I've been going to shows and and writing about music. I mean, I've been doing that since high school, right? Like. Uh, we, we, we all dealt with <laughs> the broadcasting arts program at Hamilton High. And like, I, like, I, in, shout out in, to Dave. At Ham- yeah. Go, go Dave. We want to uh, have Dave on the show, by the oh, way. Oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, man, that <laughs> so would good. be, that would be something. Uh, I, I ran into him at a, at, at where, where were we? Uh, it was something at the Aronoff center. I ran into him and his daughter, uh, Katie and, uh, caught up for a minute. It was pretty nice. Anyway. Uh, amazing Dave. Amazing, amazing Dave. Dave. Yeah. So I, I mean, literally, literally in high school, I was, I was 
in the broadcasting arts room, like calling Nitro Records and asking for an interview with AFI. You know what I mean? Like, so I've been doing that. I've been doing it since the late 90s, right? It's just like Listen, something I've. I've I don't it, think it, you're trying to attack me, but uh, <laughs> uh, I got to see. I got to see in Spurrier's class. And I, I think I was more of a detriment to that man than I ever did. <laughs> Like I like remember the notes. Do you remember the notes that that Dave Spurrier was out of town that day, and then he came in and said one one person really really like they had some one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the invest not investors. What do they call it in school? Did you not did you not remember this? No. So Dave Spurrier was out of town. I had like the second bell shift. Like I was supposed to sit in there, and of course I'm not. Dave's not there. I'm, I'll go in, but like so so that and that day was me and Scott's show, chilling fat with Doug and Scott. Oh, maybe uh, I do know this story. Yeah. So, so, so uh, during my second belt, my second period shift on the radio, I didn't check in. I did no station breaks. I just played the music I wanted to listen to. I never <laughs> once talked on the microphone. As a matter of fact, I think I slept for a good 20 minutes. Uh, and then on Chilling Fat with, with Doug and Scott, uh, at one point, Justin Apgar came in and I, I called him like on air. I was like, oh, that's Justin. He's our Mexican whipping boy. And like, I was just being uh, obnoxious Doug. And uh, and the next day, Spurrier comes in and I, not advert, not an investor. Or what do they call uh, like people who donate to schools? Alumnus. Alumnus. Alumni? Some, some alumni had given money, but he also was listening. Which Dave said it was alumnus. I think Dave was just off work and was listening at home. And he had a list of shit. No station break <laughs> for an hour and a half, which is second bell into third bell, which was all me. No station break. No weather checks. No time. Songs not not listed. Just playing music. And it was probably fucking eighteen wheels in a big rig for twenty five minutes. <laughs> uh, and then and then there was. A laundry list of things that I said. Uh, uh, I was accused of being racist, and he, I go, "Why well, was not racist on air?" And he goes, "You you uh, applied the term Mexican whipping boy to another student." And I went, "If anything, that's nationalist. Mexican's <laughs> not a race. Anybody can be Mexican." And, yeah, and guess I what? Mean, Dave did not hairs, think that right? was funny. He didn't think it was funny. Yeah, uh, so you not agree with so, that assessment. So you, Jared, were calling trying to get interviews with real awesome rock musicians, and me, Doug, was going, "I could probably sleep for an hour and a half if I found a long." <laughs> of cut. <laughs> It's a spectrum. Villain. Look, yeah, it's look. I, I wasn't intending to overachieve. I was just oh, like, no, it I, would be really cool if this worked out. It would be awesome. And technically, you had credentials. Why would you not try it? I just, in my brain, yeah. I went. I just want to talk on the radio and hang out with my sure. friends. Sure, that was I, it. I, I honestly don't even remember how we came to the conclusion that that, that was even something we could do. Because this was like, I mean, this was the late '90s, so this was even pre like I'm going to email the record label and trying to set it up like like it, that. Like we were still playing like fucking Oregon Trail on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, the station didn't even have a website or yeah, no, no, it was an adri- an email address. Yeah. yeah, none of it. So like we, you know, uh, so I remember doing it, uh, it. I did that for AFI, like the pie taster. The pie tasters were, were touring with Orange 9mm or something goofy like that. And I ended up like, ended up doing that show and recording an interview. And then I played that interview unedited. And it, I, so that was my Doug moment where I was like, whoa, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, it was real rough. <laughs> uh, it was real rough because they they were not uh, they were not watching their language. It was actually pretty amazing. Uh, and then I feel like I drove up to Cleveland one time for Hepcat to see Hepcat and like sat on their tour bus and like interview. So like I've been doing like behind the scenes music stuff since high school, and uh, I've just kept doing that because it's a it's an, I want to have a family that's like tolerant of my poor shit, which is great. <laughs> so I can be like, hey, I'm gonna go do this thing, and they're like, all right, Dad, have fun on your whatever number thing you're doing this is boring to us 
we're gonna play Fortnite. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, it, like it's just it's just been um it's just by virtue of of like having a tolerant family and 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 knowing people that'll like let me go do this stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's that that's all. So I get I can see a lot of shows. It's fun. It's good. I can see like a good variety of shows too. And also and, he does photography too, which which is so I know I know people who do rock photography, but man, I adore I adore everything that you do. And even you. like yeah. even bands I've never heard of or seen or like ever. And I'm just like, these guys, I'd be so fucking happy if these were like the pictures I got at a sh- you know what I mean? Yeah. It's good but stuff. I, so uh, Ryan's not wrong. You, you have seen way more shows than yeah. us. And he's handsome too, so that's why we uh, brought him on well, the show to make fun of him. I don't know about that. Well, tell him how much we yeah, hate make him. ourselves feel better. Look, <laughs> 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 if I'd have known I was I, I would have put some powder on if this is just like like the well, anti roast. Well know? here, let me let me bring <laughs> you let me bring you back <laughs> down. Let me bring you back down a little bit. Because you said something. you said whatever dad go do whatever it is you're doing that is boring to us so i want to tell a little story um and then and then interview both of you and see what you think uh so the story was i was talking about uh it it was at work it came up uh skating parties from school if you remember skating parties right love those and i told the story about how my wife i don't think either had been to many skating parties or had never been roller skating and she's like you know this is for her birth this is like during the pandemic she was like i've never been skating before and we watched a show that had people skating in it. So for her birthday, we went to the United Skates of America, which is a roller rink near me. And it was an absolute blast, right? And the, But this joke was that I thought riding uh, riding on roller skates would be like riding a bike, and it is not. So I fell a whole lot. And, <laughs> and, but but uh, not only did I fall a whole lot, but then I learned quickly, like I got it back eventually, right? And the question that came to me from one of my coworkers was, did your kids think that you were cool because you could roller skate? <laughs> <laughs> and I followed that up with... Uh, Last summer, I was on a stage in front of about 100 people, and I nailed a guitar solo in my rock and roll band, and people cheered for me, and my kids left. (laughs) They they could not be bothered, right? So do you think that at any point in your lives, uh, in your parenting lives, that there is any possibility that your kids have ever thought that you were cool? Uh, Here's what I'll say. I'll say... Not to my face. <laughs> so but, it's a shameful like, secret. <laughs> no, no, not even that. But like, but like, I have a cool job to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so things like that. But like, as far as like, you know, I paint a lot. I've held up a million <laughs> pictures. I've never got, I've never gotten mm. any, yeah. anything where they're like, whoa, you did cool. Nope, nothing. I, outside of catching myself on fire, I'm not sure that they would be. <laughs> and even then it would just be like, watch the Roblox, dad. I'm trying to play Roblox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <my way>. yeah. <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm watching YouTube while playing Roblox while doing something else. Yeah. Oh my that's, god, that is uh, my yeah, life. That's like Harrison. the computer I'm on yeah. right now. Yeah. It, it, there's a watching, laptop that gets watching, another game and a TV that has YouTube of people yeah. playing games. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Play, so YouTube videos, people playing Minecraft while playing Roblox. Yes. Well, yeah. Harrison or watches, vice versa. I, or vice Harrison, versa. Harrison may currently be watching. Are you watching videos about people making Sonic the Hedgehog levels in Roblox while building Sonic the Hedgehog levels in Roblox? Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing he goes you know me too well yeah. wow yeah. there it is so. <laughs> father i'm busy uh, please yeah, just, i'm yeah. creating talk yeah, about I, your boring <laughs> stuff again on your boring your podcast. Um, dad <laughs> to answer your question um i think the 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 secret of like the whole like do your kids think you're cool thing is that they think you're cool about the stuff that you never anticipate them thinking you're cool for yeah that's yeah that's fair. right so yeah. like um 
Harris and I are actually going to go to uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones game tonight because it's their like Marvel weekend. Oh, yeah. right. So they've got like a Miles Morales themed Spider-Man jersey that all the Ooh. players are going to be wearing. Um, so we were like looking at that and like he, we looked on the website and it's like, well, we're going to what what merch do we want to get while we're there? Like what kind of snacks do we want? So I, I think like there are moments like that where they think I'm cool. But like the stuff that I'm like really jazzed about, like <laughs> look at the lighting on this photo. Like I can't believe I captured this amazing image. And it's like, I'm going to hang this on the wall. And they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's a picture, but, dad. Yeah, it's a picture. It's, I mean, I don't you use your hands. Yeah. It's yeah. like a baby's <laughs> toy. You know, your phone has a camera. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly it. You'd be like, oh, did you take it on your phone now? No, no, I didn't. Thank you for saying that, though. <laughs> I used it on a technology that was invented in the late 1800s. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Impossible. No one was alive back then. No one was alive then. Uh, yeah, yeah sorry, not to stray from music, but uh, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, I think it I counts just, because also, like, we have, I, we, you and I, especially, have like we are on Spotify and stuff. My kids, yeah. Get, like, oh no, no. Like, you, oh, we could. Like, they go. I literally had my oldest boy go. Oh, you mean I could just search on Spotify and you guys would try? I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, he didn't search. <laughs> yes. he didn't yeah, check. yeah. Well, he that's went, yeah, that's oh. the other thing. Yeah. Like, like somebody could ask my kids <clears throat> at school, be like, oh, you know, what's the deal with your dad or whatever, and they'd be like, they could be like, they could just Google my name and find all my stuff on Cincy music and there it would be like this is what he does like when he's not working and they, it, now they just don't give a shit yeah. he works no. it somewhere doing yeah, stuff he, he does something I don't know he's home a lot I don't know. Yeah. that's alright add me, add me. Yeah. play yeah. Roblox later <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But you know, it's funny that last time we talked about our, our bands that we never saw, uh, Jared's first one to say Nirvana. And uh, yeah, interesting. Because I saw Nirvana live. You did? did? You really? I did. I did with Misty Turner, with Big Todd Connor yep, in Indianapolis, oh, okay. I think. Indianapolis? Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis. That's yep. amazing. I had no wow. idea. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that was, when did he die? 94? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was right after In Utero came out, they did some festival tour, and they were like the co-headliner. And the closest it came was, was it Deerfield? What's in Indianapolis? Whatever that, the fake riverbend in Indianapolis, I think, is where I saw Nirvana. And I saw them with other, I don't know that, I think Soundgarden was there too, but there were a lot of, like, l- like did, littler. I'm learning something about you I never knew. There were like, other, like, grunge acts there too that never really popped, but I, like, because sure. um, because of Nirvana, I got to go back and, and, and discover, like, the Melvins, and through the Melvins, I discovered the Pixies, and then you get into that weird mesh of, like, punk slash grunge slash hard rock stuff, so. But yeah, I did get to see Nirvana live once. Yeah, Nirvana's probably in my top five favorite bands of all time. And I will contend that that uh, Unplugged is the greatest live album almost ever made. I'm learning new things about you right now. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I did not know that. Well, there you Um, go. Can I ask a question? Yes. You just Um, did. Can I ask? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask (laughs) another one. Yeah. Good job, man. Thank you. Dad in the moment. Right. Um, Oh, speak. uh, I'm going to do the diverge. If you haven't heard the new Zarface. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, If you haven't heard the new Zarface album, uh, it won. It's brilliant start to finish. Like, it's like one of the best hip hop albums ever in the past 10 years. It's incredible. But two, there's uh, a song that is, that he does with his kids. That's like a road game where they're he they're shouting letters and he's naming Marvel characters that start with those letters. Um, I put it I put it in the um, in, in the the group, the full frontal group. I really, really, I think both of you would be like super into it. It's it's a great song and, and my son likes it, which is awesome. Face, uh, my, you said, huh? Yeah, Zar face. Uh, my question is like the Pixies are coming to town with Modest Mouse this this spring or summer. I don't remember. So. So 
you know, Doug was, he said, well, you know, Nirvana led to this, led to this, and mentioned the Pixies. Do either of you think that if Nirvana were still around, they would, one, still be together, two, still be touring like Pixies or other bands from that like, hmm. mid-90s, that early to mid-90s, like, boom? <laughs> I'll, I'll answer. <laughs> sure. So I, I don't know if they would still be together because I feel like uh, Kurt was, uh, he you know, he's a bit of an, uh, an auteur, right? So I feel like they probably would have put out a few more records. And then he, I mean, so he was sort of quoted as saying that like, they were only together, like, or they were only a, a thing for like four years, right? right? And and by, you know, by the time In Utero came out, he had already talked about how he hated Smells Like Teen Spirit. He hated every time he heard it. He hated the the way that Nevermind sounded, yeah. like, the, like the production of it and stuff. And that I feel like eventually that sort of thing would have led to just them dissolving, right? Sure. Like they would, yep. they would, they would go off and do other things. But if you just look at Dave, like he would still be trucking, <laughs> trucking along doing yeah. whatever he has to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, Chris, I don't, I don't know if he'd probably be the, in the same spot. He'd, he'd be in that, like that Ringo star kind of thing where like he would show up on, on folk stuff. And then, you know, yeah. like as, as a featured performer, but I don't think he'd, he'd still be around uh, in the music scene. Do you think that Nirvana would still be around touring today? I don't think so. Um, uh, here's why, because I, I think, uh, I think, Chris Novoselic, I think, <clears throat> loves music. I don't know that he loved how big Nirvana got. I think Dave Grohl was on his own path. I don't think he ever wanted to be a drummer, but he was the drummer they had. Mm-hmm. So I think the Foo Fighters and whatever iteration would have come out. And I think that Kurt was probably, though a genius, especially lyrically, like music writing-wise, uh, but I think whatever course he was on was headed for not that, I don't think. And not just Nirvana, I think music in general. I think once Nirvana ended, he would go into art or some other form, but I don't think that Nirvana would be like a 40. They're not, they would be um, uh, Steven Tyler's band, whatever that band is called. What are those people called? Aerosmith. Aerosmith, thank you. Jesus Christ, I couldn't even pull Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. I really don't. Like, uh, you know, In Utero was such a good follow-up album, especially um, to do a Nevermind, that it felt like it was getting bigger, and I think by third album, it would have been Splitsville. So. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's more or less, I think Ryan was was along the same lines. Um, mm. And I, I had asked that question because you had mentioned like well nirvana led to the melvins which led to the pixies and i think like we all kind of go down those like music rabbit holes right like we find something we like we're gonna go all right well what else is like what you know what, what are, are those they bands like? listening yeah. yeah what are they like what are they listening to what other you know all of that so i but like the pixies are coming to town they're they're touring with modest mouse uh, oh so they're that's gonna be a here good one in, yeah they're 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 gonna be here uh sometime like spring or summer i don't i don't know if i'll go but i was like oh well i mean fuck the pixies are still touring which is wild uh, yeah, yeah so that that's what that is that crazy question. yeah but you never answered oh um no i did uh <laughs> and i won't <laughs> I know, yeah, that's my, that's my secret um yeah i don't i don't think i don't think so um i i and my my only caveat to that being is uh money and i'd like to think that like obviously dave Grohl's not doing what he's doing for the money they're they're making money hand over fist right they're doing well but like if he doesn't have to put out the quantity of music that he puts out he doesn't have to do any of the things that he does mm-hmm. uh on the side be it like little you know cameo acting bits and just kind of like being the good person that he is right yeah um chris i don't know like that dude went didn't he go like kind of right wing and get a little, yeah. little weird little politically and, yeah, yeah. Oh, so like, i didn't know that yeah yeah that's and i know he's done he's he's done other things musically but i don't think any of it's ever taken off 
I like I'd like to think that uh, Kurt would have had like the integrity to just be like, you know what, I'm done, and then maybe he just like falls off the face of the planet and just like lives out his <laughs> his dotage <laughs> in some like cabin off the Seattle or like the you know the the Washington coast. But um, yeah, I, I but money, I think that's what brings a lot of these bands back from the dead, right? Yeah. Like you know they're gonna get, come come headline some major festival, right? And you're gonna get six digits. <laughs> of, Listen, of, we of, of payday. You know what I mean? Like we talked that, about it last time. Like I I love rancid a lot. Yeah. I I like Green Day. I'm not yeah. I'm not paying that price to sit 500 yards yeah. away from a punk no, rock band. No, no, I'm not, no, not, 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 not at all. So, and like and, I, and I, it, I, it makes me really sad <clears> because that's one of my bands that I uh I mean Green Day was a f- uh what do you call it? a formative band for me. Like sure. in, in a lot of ways, and this is not an exaggeration. In a lot of ways, I am the the I have the musical identity that I do today because of Green Day, sure. and I've never seen them live. I had an opportunity back in the 90s to see them, but it, it fell through for whatever reason. I wasn't able to see them, couldn't get a ride or something like that. Um, and now, uh, and then <clears throat> I had this sort of weird thing where they I, they kind of felt like in the late 90s, they sort of fell out of my my, my scope, right? And then around 2016, like the, I, I fell in love with them again and like really got into them again and sort of was, you know, learning what all they did in between the late 90s and 2016, <laughs> which was a lot. And But now it's like, I'll never be able to see them, you know, well, really, that's period, end of sentence, because, you know, we, we talked about on the last episode that, like, they're playing in Cincinnati, and with ticket prices, with travel, with, you know, putting the dog and in, in, boarding the dog, like, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, we're talking just for me and my wife to go in a baseball stadium in a in a very bad seats, it's like over a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's no yeah. merch, that's no merch, that's not getting anything to eat there, that's right. like, we're talking a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars to do it. Baseline experience, yeah. That that brings me to this. So you said you've never seen Green Day, right? Never. And you had an opportunity, but it fell through. It, it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Are there? Uh, I, ha- I have one band in particular that that I very similar thing uh, had a chance to see them when they were first starting out in the '90s, and it, it, it didn't happen. Uh, but I want to find out from both of you: Are there any other bands like that that kind of fell through the cracks that you haven't been able to experience? That maybe you're not necessarily priced out of now, but like it's likely not going to happen. Ooh, that's a good one. That I miss. See, I I think I have the issue of like I was so stuck in that like punk rock mentality that even though like you know I loved Madonna I would have never gone to a Madonna show when I was like young Doug but I adored Madonna Um, so I there there weren't any that I could think of oh I'll tell you what and I I don't think it's possible I did miss an opportunity to see L7 at a like a really small club not a really small club but like a like a like a top cat size nothing huge like it was and they were on tour with the Luna Chicks actually and it was like just a it was like a A great show (laughs) I know Uh, side note, I did get to see the Luna Chicks at Sudsy's, Sudsy Malone's because a friend of mine's band opened up for them. So I did get nice. to see the Luna Chicks live, but not I would. Closest I've come to CL7 live is Hamilton on on uh, the movie uh, My Mother's and or uh, my what was that movie called? You remember that one? No. Damn it! I was gonna say so. I married an axe murderer, but that's uh, that's Austin. Powers. I would say look it up, but last time you touched your phone, uh, everything was, died. Uh, <laughs> oh, You're gonna get an iOS for stuff. The second I say it, you guys are gonna know it. Anyway, they played a band in the movie called Camel Toe, mm. but it was just them, them doing like shit list or something. Like it was just L7. Uh, God, 
God, even the star, the, the woman, I can't even think of her name. God damn it. Now I'm mad at myself. I love that movie so much, too. Oh, this is the end of the podcast. You can't That's think it. of a movie. I can't think yeah. of a movie. I gotta go. My brain. <laughs> Serial Mom by it's Cereal. John Waters' film. Yeah. Serial Mom. Yeah, and it's John Waters. How can I not remember? Uh, Faye, not Faye Dunaway. Who's the lead? Who's the, the lead? Uh, that I don't know. Um, I just, I did a quick little Google Fucking search. bring I you can, on I, for I, research, I, I, Jared, I, look, and get nothing I, out of you. I, I am music DB writer. Huh? Okay, hold on. Uh, well, I'll buy you. Look, I did research on you. It says here, you're city boy, a born and raised in South Detroit, it says here. Is that true? No. <laughs> Lots of that research. That would have been uh, Kath, uh, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, dude. I'm telling you. And L7 plays a band called oh, Sam Waterson of Order fame. Ricky Lake of Ricky Lake fame. Jesus. Lillard of Scooby-Doo fame. Yeah. Matthew Lillard. Uh, yeah, man. It's a good It's a good movie. It's, and it's one of those weird John Waters where he was like, I'm just going to make a movie. Like, it wasn't like pushing boundaries or anything. It was just a movie. As a matter of fact, the ending is one of my favorite endings in the entire world. So if you guys get the chance, you got to watch Serial Mom. It's so goddamn good. Well, speaking a little <laughs> fun fact about Matthew Lillard that I would like to share with you. You might already yeah, know. Sure. But not only was he in SLC Punk, mm-hmm. but he was also in Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. He was also in Scream, I believe. He was also yes. in the, the the current adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. He was. Uh, but did you know that he has been reprising the role of Shaggy for decades? He is the, the official voice artist of Shaggy in oh. all of the Warner Brothers Scooby-Doo no productions. Except for the one that. That, that, you know, the, the CGI one that, that came out. But all the animated sure. stuff. Is that the Mindy like, Kaling? Are you talking about the Mindy Kaling yeah. one? Is he the Mindy Kaling? He's not, no, no, he no, the no not the Mindy Kaling. Okay. No, no, he the Kate Micucci who does the voice of of Velma oh and all the animated stuff. I adore. Right? I want to keep been, Kate Micucci in my pocket and just go make me laugh. Let's there's been dozens of these movies that have come out. And, I didn't know that. And he's also, listen, the voice of Shaggy in all of them. Listen, th- yeah, a thousand percent. You know why? Because like his kids get to go to college because he's like, what are we gonna do, Shaggy or Scooby? Yeah, like it's like I would right. do it for. I was laughing. It reminds me of like Tom Hanks's brother just does the merch for Woody. That's literally his job. So when you buy a Woody cowboy Woody toy and you pull the thing back, it's not Tom Hanks. It's his brother John Hanks, <laughs> and that's how John makes his living since Toy Story started. And that's it. It's the best. That's incredible. So uh, yeah. Oh, and Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard is also making. Um, that's what I, I call think him. he's like distilling. Like they're he's got some like distilling company, and they're making like Dungeons and Dragons themed. Oh, he's whiskey. a big giant nerd. He's a yeah. big giant gaming nerd. Um, so uh, commentary vessel. See Punk, him and uh, him and uh, and and heroin Bob talk about like he's like you don't play D and he goes I got a seventh level monk right now like That's he amazing. like Matthew Lillard is in the, in the game. I love the, the 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 celebrity gaming shit that's like Joe Maglio. Like ever since I found out that that dude was like not only that but you can get online and look up his gaming room in his basement. It's one of the greatest things ever. It's like actor money like right. like basement. <laughs> like I have a I have a cardboard cutout of Darth Vader. He would have like a statue of Darth Vader kind of thing. But mm. he would have. Um, Earl Jones, like in a glass like, case. In the back yeah. room. Right. Last week in the dungeon. <laughs> right. I was like, oh my God, this is the best. Right. <clears throat> um, well, so here we go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, go. I was going to answer the question of bands that I had an opportunity to see. So Listen, that's all right. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Right. Not me. But I, I guess I can't really answer that question because aside from the Green Day one, but um, I, I'll have to change your parameters a little bit to answer it. So there's shows that I've missed. 
that I, I could probably see that band again. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like the door is not closed. Mm-hmm. But missing that show, like, hurt my soul. Yeah. Right? Oh. Uh, and one is not a big uh, not a, a big act. So there's uh, a, a, a band called Emily Davis and the Murder Police, right? <laughs> and they, they toured. They're from uh, El Paso, Texas. They're like a folk punk kind of outfit, like alt rock <laughs> kind of outfit, right? Um, I saw them. They, they actually opened for Bad Religion on a tour. And I got to... Uh, you know, see them play live, and I got to, and the the bass player was wearing in in Cincinnati specifically. He was wearing a Harambe shirt, which oh. I thought was that was he did his research. You know, yeah, that was good. Um, and I told him afterwards, I said, "This is too soon, and this really hurts." And he thought I was serious <laughs> for a second, but uh, but anyway, uh, so I got to got got to see them play. But then Emily Davis, who I'm friends with, like online, I'm friends with her, and she was touring through, and she actually contacted me and said, "Hey, I'm going to be through Columbus area. Are there any good places?" to play and I tried to, to help her out. I think I contacted you, Jared, about playing down at, uh, in Cincinnati somewhere and um, anyway, and she had a show and the night of her show I had a work event that I had already pre-committed to and I couldn't go and it was like, here she was, you know, coming through my town, you know, playing a, a like a, you know, a, a cool bar in Columbus and like I said that I would come and see her like the last time I looked her in the face and said <laughs> that I would come and see her play and then I had to miss it because of some dumb work thing right sure so that hurt that hurt me a lot right yeah but then uh also for my 40th birthday bad religion was uh having their 40th anniversary tour because they are as old as i am wow and uh my wife bought me tickets to see that show for my birthday and it was like my birthday week they were coming to my hometown to play uh that just happened to be in the year 2020 and my birthday's in the summer oh so sorry (laughs) that didn't happen and then the next year they, well, they canceled that show. And then the next year, uh, they were coming through again to Columbus. And I couldn't go because of COVID. So, like, and, and that show, and I had a friend of mine in Columbus here who was texting me, like, because he, I think Alkaline Trio was playing with him at that time, and he was a big Alkaline Trio fan. fan. So he's, like, texting me, like, pictures of him in the venue. And I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I can't do it, man. And it was like, I was no, no, and I had nothing else going on that night, but it was just like, it hurt my heart and my soul. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel you there. I, the, the one band for me, uh, I've had opportunities to see them and I haven't been able to do it. Uh, but in the, the late 90s, probably, it had to have been 96, 97, I won tickets to see Deftones at like, I think it was like Annie's or something like that. And I was oh, only wow. like 15 or 16. And like, I won two tickets and I was like begging my dad to take me. I'm like, you ha- like you do not understand. Like, I fucking love adrenaline. <laughs> at Annie's too. At That's Annie's, like a, right? yeah. wow. And he was like, nope, not going to do it. Can't do it. And I, oh my God. I think maybe I've refused to see Deftones since then because I'm like that. That still hurts. Like not being <laughs> like like there's some like there's like some psychic scar that I just can't like just can't heal and like I can't bring myself to go experience them live because I missed an opportunity yeah. to see them like during the adrenaline days. You know, and she you knows I'm still in dreadlocks and shit, and it would have just been awesome. Uh, but yeah, that now you can go uh, on a 311 cruise and see all those bands. I know, right? Silly. Annie's, uh, are, they're not around anymore, right? Yeah. Now, do you remember? I was talking to somebody else about this. Um, I, was, I was talking to Mar- uh, Morella Raleigh. She she runs South Gate House Revival, but uh, and, and apparently she worked at this. Do you remember the Garage? Oh, I do remember the Garage. It was like, it was. Uh, she said the name of the venue that it was a part of, and I can't. Caddies? No, something like that. I don't know. It was some like one word. Anyway, Caddies but, like, might I re- be right. Actually, it, oh, that sounds like, right. I, re- I remember seeing uh, Smash Mouth and Real Big Fish there. <laughs> oh, uh, Mighty Mighty Boston. What was the lineup? Yeah, yeah, Smash Mighty Mouth. Mighty, yeah, Smash Mouth played with. 
real big fish. They toured oh, together. Wow. Uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's toured with Swing and Utters. Oh. Um, and then I saw Mustard Plug there with like Isaac Green and the Scholars and somebody else. So like I, I went to several shows there. Wait, they, what like, year was this? Because I'm pretty sure I saw that uh, that uh, 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 Mighty Mighty Boston's. I mean, it was late. It was late '90s, so it was pretty '97, '98, sure '99. Some, some. I'm sure you were. Like we had. Yeah, yeah. The, and chances are we all went down together, right? Uh, yeah. It, or at least like met up or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know why I remember that, but for sure because I don't think I I saw the Bo- seen the Boston's before that, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I ever saw um, Swinging Utters until. And I feel like it was like I can't remember the other. There was another band with them too, and I can't remember who that was. Yeah, I can't remember who the the first band. Hey, the Boston's are good live, man. <laughs> they were a fun show. <laughs> I saw the Boston's at another venue that doesn't exist, uh, the Nutter Center in uh, Dayton, and I saw them there. And this little known band that nobody had ever heard of was opening up for them. They were called the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, no, I think, and, I, I, think I was at that show too. That was like yeah, that was, I, late I, ni- that was late nineties, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Late, I don't know. I, all the years are the same. <laughs> Time is a flat but, purple, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so I, all I remember from that show, well, I remember the performances, but sure. uh, there's two like memories that pop out for me from that show. One, I had seats. I did not have general admission tickets, and I spent most like the entire. There was another band that played, and I missed all of them because I was trying to sneak onto the to the floor the whole time, sure. which yeah. I was successful, and I snuck onto the floor. But then uh, I tried to start a mosh pit during the Boston's, and like these like two tone dudes just shut me down. They we're like, this is not the place, and you should dance. This is, I was like, I am fucking dancing. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so uh, there was Sorry that. Sorry to and take then, two years of jazz tap to get yeah, hit, buddy. Jesus <laughs> fuck out of me. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, and then Annie's, uh, going back to Annie's, uh, that was my first experience with uh, with a piss trough, if you guys know what a piss, uh-huh. the piss trough from Annie's. Oh, no, no. Uh, the, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I the thought you were, like, that's a weird band Like a band name? That's no, not a band yeah, name. It could be. Yeah. It like, could hey, be. My, my friend's dad's band's playing at a local bar. They're called Pistrov. Yeah, like, no, I, also, hey, I also thought I'm maybe in. I was like, no, it's it's pronounced apostrophe, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Pistrov. Yeah, no. The, the, so the, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. You guys know what I'm talking about. For French. our listeners, they had, for the, they didn't have urinals in Annie's bathroom. They had a, um, they converted like a, tro- like a feed trough for livestock into like a fountain that you pissed in and and I walked in there and it was definitely they converted this trough right this feed trough but it was like in the round right if you guys remember it was in the round so when I walked in there I was like looking for the urinal and I just saw all these dudes standing in a circle around this middle thing with their dicks out just pissing and like staring at each other I'm like this is is weird Uh, but I had to piss so I joined them but you know yeah yeah. okay how about this this is a fun music thing Uh, worst bathrooms at live venues in Cincinnati (laughs) shit because um, there I was think a wi- there was a hot minute Bogarts. Yeah, well, there was a hot minute oh, no. Bogarts was terrible at like everything. Listen, the there was, was a hot minute bad. where yeah. Bogarts bathroom looked like the front of the Bowery whenever the Ramones would take a picture outside of CBGBs. <laughs> like I remember you got like the lights were always blinking weirdly. Yeah. And like there's always like dudes like huddled and smoking. And I was like, yeah. if there was any chance of me getting stabbed, it's not walking down short vine. It's nope. like this moment to piss. Yep, yep. Yeah, I when my when the muckers played at Bogarts, I remember thinking, oh, well, at least I'll get to use the bathroom in the back room. It's worse. It was worse. <laughs> the back room was worse. <laughs> I was like, the bands hang out here? Like, this is horrible. But uh, I think yeah, uh, Top Cat Bogarts was the worst was because uh, because they, they had that unstalled open toilet. Oh, so yeah. they had the pit trough <laughs> against the wall. They had the big 
big like like feeder trough against the wall with a weird like rusty drip where I was yeah. like, I think this pipe was just dripping and now they're pretending it's like a sprinkler system to wash away yeah. the pee. But really, <laughs> yeah. they just dump buckets of ice there. But then when you turned around, it was graffitied wall in like a almost middle of the floor solo toilet with no saw, yeah. no nothing. Yeah, it's wild. So I can't remember if it was Top Cats or Sudsies, but one of them, like when you sat on the toilet, if you were brave enough to do so, you were staring at the urinal That's, and there was no lock on the door. <laughs> so like you would sometimes like have to piss while somebody was on the toilet, like staring at your ass while you're pissing in the toilet. I've always <laughs> no said, stall One of the brave things I did yeah. was I had to, I had to, to poop at Top Cats because I had, I had, it was a, it was a whiskey and skyline kind of night. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a, the Reverend Horton Heat. That's a country with, song right there. Listen, it was, it was Reverend Horton Heat, uh, uh, the legendary Shack Shakers. And I think the Cook County Daredevils were the opening act. And it was right before the legendary Shack Shakers came on. It was the first time I'd seen them live and I was so excited. And it was one of those, like, it was one of those, like, at first you're like, oh, that was a bubble. That was weird. And then within minutes, <laughs> you're fine. like, this is not a bubble. This is definitely <laughs> not okay. Like, yeah, this is not good. This is an so emergency. I, I was with uh, my friend Ben and my friend Andrea, and I was like, I have to, I have to, I gotta shit. And Ben was like, you better, I go, I'm not leaving yeah. the venue. Cause like, so my goal was I watched two guys go upstairs and I was staring and they came back down. I was like, nobody's in there. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. So I bomb up there and there's no lock on that. There's, it's a piss trough. It's, it's eight by eight feet and I'm in four feet sitting straight on the toilet. So I just ripped my pants down instantly. Horrible shotgun of grossness. And the second it's like, like flashback up and the door. And I was like, ah, oh. so there I am just hand down the back of my ass wiping like, and, it was, and the guys just, nobody looked at, it was like, a, it was like a weird sex moment somehow. Like nobody made eye contact. You're like, I don't, let's just, but I remember I walked out of there and I went, I could, that's probably what I started feeling. I could take on a, a, a grizzly bear. Cause I was like, I, if I can do that, I can do yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that was that's probably a one of the, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever been terrified, terrified in my life. But the second I heard that door open, I looked that guy's face. I was like, oh, this is not, not good. Every bit of rebellious punk rock gets washed out of you when you got to shit in the middle of a bar floor. Yeah. Well, look, I am, I am retroactively so proud of you uh, for Thank making you. it. Thank you. That's that what I'm here for. Yeah. I need an yeah, affirmation no, that I did good. You know, it's, it's character building. You know, it's a vulnerable moment. You really I like... probably could have also not drank whiskey and had Skyling Chili beforehand. Yeah. Who does that for a show? <laughs> Let me learn. So I, I once experienced pure terror in a in a bathroom stall. Uh, it, was, it was a great well, story. Let's get into so, it. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> We're here, right? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my wife and I had gone to Washington, D.C. to a rally, and we were Stop on the way the back. Fr- <laughs> no, not that. We were on our way back uh, from the from the rally, and we stopped in somewhere in West Virginia. We were on a rally bus. I forgot to mention that's, that. That's your mistake. So we picked up we picked up a, a rally bus from Union Terminal in Cincinnati, and this bus, along with a bunch of other folks going to the same rally, we they bust us to the rally in D.C. So we're coming back, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. Like I said, West Virginia. We stop at some truck stop, and the bus driver, who was a character, that's a whole other episode. But the bus driver, <laughs> the bus driver is like everybody's like, we got to go to the bathroom. This is we got to stop. You know, we've been on the bus for hours, and the bus driver says, okay, we're stopping here. He stops at the the truck stop, and he's like looking at his watch, and he's the only time this man was ever worried about what time it was. He was like, we got to get going. We've got five minutes. Well, there was a there was a line. There was only there were a finite amount of stalls, and there were a lot of people. 
people on that bus all trying to go to the bathroom at the same time. And I was the last one. So I get into the stall and then I, I, I do my business and then I go to open the stall and it's it won't open. Like the stall is locked get the- <laughs> and it will not open and I can't figure out how to get it open. And I'm thinking, no one knows. I mean, like, I mean Katie does, but you know, she's probably in the bus at this point and like, they're going to leave. Like I'm the last one. <laughs> oh, it's already no. been over five minutes. I'm like, I don't even know where I am. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything. I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning in a random truck stop, truck stop in West Virginia and I'm trapped in the toilet. So I'm about to like get down, which the floor was gross, but I'm about oh. to get down on the floor and crawl under the thing when I don't know what happens, like, you know, the earth shifts or something, but finally <laughs> the, the stupid stall door got unjammed and I just, I bolted. Like I just ran out into, to get in the bus. Last one on the bus, the bus driver, hey, I was about to leave. I said, that's not fucking funny. And then I got on the bus <laughs> and then later, about an hour later, we're still in West Virginia, almost back in Ohio. And this is a different story, but the bus breaks down and we're on the, straight on the side of the road for hours and hours. But that's a different story. It's fucked up. You didn't wash your hands though. It is a little. <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, little I'm sorry. So weird. <laughs> I chewed my fingernails afterwards. I was nervous uh, too. No, that's so, yeah. Um, I think that, that, the, the door uh, came un- undone. It was your, the, like the one time your latent mutant powers like manifested. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, from the terror. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That was the only bit of force you had. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the midichlorians all died after that. Yeah, they were like, it's because you didn't wash your hands. That's they were like, you're right. They were like, the two midichlorians you had were like, we cannot crawl on this fucking floor. We're not doing it. No, we can't do it. And they just imploded. We can't crawl on this floor. We don't even know oh, that this truck stop doesn't the, even have a name. We from can't, the other we side, the lock does this. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so use caution. It, it, in West Virginia. In, in West Virginia, yeah. specifically. When yeah. leaving yeah. a stop a song steel about rally. That, I think, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. So what were we, we talking thought, about? Was it insurrection? Honestly, Did you guys do insurrection at that round, Ryan, or no? It was not insurrection. <laughs> this was no. This was not January sixth. No. <laughs> Was it close? <laughs> First of all, I don't think anybody at the January 6th <laughs> rally took a bus. They took their very expensive SUVs that they say they can't afford and they need to get tax breaks for. That's what they took to stop the steal. Am I getting yeah. on a tangent? I'm Where's sorry. Where's your SUV now while you're in prison, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we're I think we're close to about an hour, but let's do let's do this. We'll do it real quick, like punk rock style. Yeah. Is one of the people, one of the people. Do you have a super band? Like we're are there people and you we could just do drums bass guitar lead singer or oh. any iteration where you would be like man if this person was with this person that energy or that writing or you know what i mean what a also, terrific Jared, question Jesus. this is what i do it, it's on the spot so that it takes forever and then i call ryan an idiot for not knowing instantly yeah, what, no, that's what are hard questions yeah. no, I, I was hoping i would get called names for the end of it so um it's coming, man, idiot. I don't, uh, ryan what, what's your answer to this i don't know i don't know yet, but I can sure. tell you this this triggered a thought in my brain. So there's this <clears throat> blues rock band called Larkin Poe and so many times when I'm listening to Larkin Poe, I'm like, I just wish they were a punk band. Like, Lark I, uh, and Poe or Larkin? Larkin, Larkin. Larkin Poe. Like Barry Larkin, L-A-R-K-I-N. Yeah, Poe. Yeah. And every time I hear them, I'm just like, man, why aren't they a punk band? That's what I want. I just, sure. just same musical, you know, whatever, but just make it a punk rock. But anyway, 
that's my dumb thought while I'm stalling to think of how to actually answer that. Yeah, question. I honestly don't know if I can answer that. Um, like there's like the there's a there's a band called Sweet, Sweet Pill. Like uh, I, I think their drummer would be cool to see work in another project that's like a little more straightforward. Just because I like like technically he's like really wonderful and like he it does some like pretty like he makes really complex stuff feel really like easy and simple. Um, and I, so I would like to see him actually do some more straightforward stuff but also like i'd love to hear him do uh some like weird bath rock stuff with like maybe the guitar player from there's a, a japanese instrumental band called toe um like i'd love to see him work with somebody from that band and then maybe like i don't know um a bass player oh uh this dude named namdi uh he does he has his uh, own like hip-hop project but he's also part of this like psych jazz uh alt jazz group called monobody um he and he's like a multi-instrumentalist so i don't know if he plays drums or bass for them but i'm pretty sure he plays bass so like the drummer from sweet pill namdi on bass and maybe doing some like weird vocal stuff because he does like all sorts of weird like trippy hip-hop shit and then um the guitar player from toe would be i, I would love to see that how about that there you go there you go ryan see how easy it was idiot oh yeah so easy <laughs> i'm gonna have to look up toe oh dude yeah, i think I, you would I, actually like really really like them yeah. uh there's i i'll i'll message you the name of the record because it's this like big long weird name that i can never get right uh but it's like one of my like all-time favorite uh instrumental math rock albums it's it's fucking brilliant well uh so i don't know i don't i still don't know if i can answer this question accurately <laughs> but basically i know the drummer right off the bat so there's this guy his nickname is josh slees he's the drummer mm-hmm. for bomb pops okay. i love the sound of his drums i love his style like just the way he plays is fantastic now bear with me on singers because i'm going to have a couple of answers so my i'm partial to females female lead singers yeah. right i just prefer the sound especially in rock music i prefer the sound of a female lead singer but my the person who i think has the greatest rock and roll voice living right now i'm not a big fan of the lyrics that she produces but the sound of her voice is what's her name taylor momson from um oh shit what's the name of her band uh the pretty reckless so oh, they're okay. like you yeah, know yeah. like a, they're like a radio rock band but her the sound of her voice is like when i hear it it's like janice joplin level like just amazing right <laughs> but when it comes to male lead singers the lead singer from red city radio i think oh, has yeah. one of the most unique amazing voices in music today and i, I was listening to him. I, that's one that i want to see real bad <laughs> i really want to see them bad and that's another covid band that i wasn't able to see they played in cincinnati and i couldn't go because it was like 2021 or something like it was like early 2021 and i couldn't go um but yeah like i i, I want to see red city radio real bad now guitar players i think the easy answer is to say somebody like brian baker right because he's like the classic sort of versatile punk rock guitar player but i don't know like i want somebody who's not a punk rock guitar player like i want somebody who's like a like i want like if there's a punk rock version of angus young i want him on guitar mm-hmm. and that's really who i strive to be as a, as a guitar player so there you go so but just um, your own group. so it's me good. i'm going to join my own yeah, band did you just uh, put yourself in the band <laughs> no i didn't yeah, that no, is a genius i didn't move, man. but i will i didn't but i will now um and then uh bass players oh my gosh that's that's a tough one because there's a lot of a lot of great bass players out there but i really when i think of bass i like i think of bass tone that yeah. i really like and um I, again i'm going to say red city radio the tone that the guy had on their self-titled titled record i think is one of the best bass rock bass tones i've ever heard in in my life but yeah and maybe somebody on keys too but i'm also i am wearing a flogging molly shirt so i want like i want some banjos and fiddles and shit in there man like put some put some folk folk instruments in there yeah i believe some, confucius said if you're gonna play country 
music, you have to have fiddle in the band. I heard that. Yeah. I don't think it was, sure. I think it was Nostradamus. Oh, yeah. That, are yeah. they not the same guy? I'm pretty sure they're Probably. Same. I don't know. Don't look it up. Do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now it's yeah. your turn. Yeah. What about uh, you, man? So, I mean, I, uh, I don't know why, why do rock dudes love rock chick singing? Like, cause I'm, I'm for it. Uh, my, my singer of choice right now uh, would probably have to be Amy Taylor from Amal and the Sniffers because uh. her voice is, and like, what's weird is I, I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, I'd love to see her do like, like some, but like something with like a hip hop dude, but there's like a, a London, West London duo that like are, I have to find it and, and send you guys, but they, they do like English, like hard hitting, like almost speaking hip hop where it's just like a guy just like talking into the mic, but it's rhythmic scales are really cool. And then she would like scream behind them. And it was really a cool project, but her voice for sure is one of my all time favorite. But in my brain, I would like to hear it with, uh, uh, like someone like, uh, like Deke Dickerson or like the Reverend Horton heat or like Jim Heath from the Reverend Horton heat, like a clean, but fast. So keep it like fast and, and, and rocking, but like a clean and smooth guitar. Uh, so somebody in the like rockabilly realm doesn't even have to be like hyper rockabilly. even Brian Setzer plays such a clean, like smooth guitar. So one of those guys, probably Deke, cause he's weird enough to do that. Um, um, and if you haven't listened to Deke Dickerson, he's like one of the coolest, strangest rockabilly guys ever. Uh, um, so, and then bass, listen, I, I'm always, I, Matt Freeman is like one of my favorite ever. I was going to say Matt Freeman, but. Yeah, Matt Freeman for sure. I knew you were going to. Yeah, I can't, I was, I was trying to think of other ones. Like, I also wanted to say Prince, but he's dead. I'd love to hear Prince do music oh, yeah. with, with Amy Taylor. Because yeah. Prince was a weird guy that could do something with her voice because he was so musically gifted that he could go, I got you. Let's do something fucking cool. Also so DTF. Prince would be, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, for Prince or Amy Taylor. Yeah, I'm down. Whatever. No, no. I mean, oh, Prince not me. Was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Prince was. It doesn't matter. Oh, as yeah. long as it's Arturian, it doesn't matter. You know. Beautiful. <laughs> Listen, he's sexy. Anyway. Uh, so, um, so, and then drummer. Drummers are always hard for me because I lack so much rhythm that, like, if you do a good fill, I'm like, that dude is fucking talented. Man. That dude can. <laughs> that dude can slap some skins, man. Right. Uh, so, but um, sound wise, again, I, I I hate to go to rockabilly, but like, I like a stand-up drummer i like a, a like a skinny gyp like a like no bass drum just a floor just a big floor tom and some roto tom like i like that kind of style but on the flip side i think i may turn it on its head a little bit i'd probably put like a dre i would let like a like a hip-hop producer not like dre somebody more modern um, um even like a well maybe not drake I, I don't know somebody somebody new that does cool strange stuff like like with sampling and with beats and, and bass so like i would go with some hip-hop producer i just don't know there's so many like like tiktok has ruined me because there's so many cool people making small music on yeah. a large stage like that. Uh, like there's a new hip hop group, not new, but there's a hip hop group I just found called Coast Contra, and they're fucking dope. Um, nice. Yeah. So, but I think like a like I want to hear her sing, but with like a really produced hip hop beat behind them, and then Matt Freeman I, just walking scales for hours. You should check out like you should check out that Zarface album because like there's some really interesting like the production is like a really big part of why that album works so well because it's like track to track to track. I mean, it's just like the yeah. best flowing like. 15 tracks of music I've heard in a really really long time. And we um, just talked about that too that that's a lost art. 100%. People don't, 100%. People yeah. don't imbibe albums any. Like I nope. just listened to uh Stay Sick, uh, uh, a Flame Job and, and Stay Sick by the Cramps and I went, "You know what? I'm just going to I'm not going to shuffle." Mm -hmm. And man, like the flow is perfect. One song right. into the next is like and I go, "Oh my god, that's a lost art form of yep. properly." I mean, Ryan and I when we did the first Pub Uglies album, we sat for a long time on what order like, like those yeah, yeah. just yeah, yeah, and it's it's lost because a lot of people don't imbibe music by the album anymore. Uh, the there's a uh, Janelle Monae's 
first like big hit album is one of the like most yeah. immaculately produced records i think i've ever heard you and if you're interested like if you're if you're looking for like that weird quirky hip-hop stuff like uh I'll, I'll send you a link to nomdi's album called drool and it's just like just the like it makes lydia uncomfortable to listen to it because it's so weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I, for me is like a hallmark of like oh this is an album i'm really gonna enjoy because she, <laughs> she 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 can't do toe either because it's so like arrhythmic and weird oh um, yeah, yeah so uh and then also um um, what's the other thing? Oh, like, did you ever hear the the Danger Doom record? So it was Danger Mouse and MF Doom. They did the they did like a um, it was an album. It was all based on uh, Adult Swim cartoons. Oh no, I didn't. Incredible record. It, it was put out in like the mid two thousands. Like, could not recommend listening to that enough. Like, it's in that same realm of just like imminently listenable hip hop. Like Zarface does, or there's like uh, the Mad Villain record that um, that MF Doom did is like Mad Villain. I love MF Doom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, but that, that, that MF, peace, but the, the danger, right? But that Danger Doom record is just like danger there's Doom. one uh, track four, I think. I think it's called Bento Box. Uh, has probably my like all time favorite beat I've ever heard in a hip hop track. Like I, it's it, it soothes whatever weird itch <laughs> I have in my brain that nothing else can hand like do. I, I, it's, it's awesome. Well, last so. time, last episode, Ryan and I were talking about pop music and that yeah. like people saying that pop music has overtaken rock when rock was popular and and like we talked about the fact that there is a viscous response or a, a, a visceral, visceral response. A visceral, Sorry, yeah. yeah. Viscous is a, is a you know, it's a well, weird I mean, feeling. There it's might the be same. a viscous response. We don't. Uh, I'm not whiskey well, skyline. A, yeah, whiskey There's a visceral yeah. response <laughs> to to uh, to humans in rhythm. Like, yeah. I mean, for war, for dance. I mean, literally since human beings have been a thing. Yeah. Like rhythmically tapping has always been a part of it. So like mm-hmm. th- that's why hip hop caught on and held because it, it's it's just a rhythm. <laughs> so there is something too like when you find and, and it's different for every human being but like when you do find that like that tone of bass or that that hit of a snare where you're just like this is fucking i don't know if it's but, new but it's different like but it's so. right and it's like it does it does like it, it and it's weird too because like we all have we all have similar like foundations as far as like what our musical dna was just because just by virtue of like i think you guys are just maybe a year or two older than me right yeah, uh, yeah. so like but we all came <laughs> up listening to a lot of the same stuff and going to a lot of the same shows and a lot of the same experiences and obviously like things diverge like doug you're more like you went in like the rockabilly that like that sort of realm and then ryan I, you know you've gone on and you're like i really like music with with female vocalists and stuff and i got like super into like you know sad dad indie rock and like weird <laughs> math rock and shit so like but but i think we all have that same uh appreciation for like when you hear when you hear a good song or you find a new band or you hear an album that just like works front to back like it still has that uh has the capacity to like move you in some way mm-hmm. and I appreciate that like so much about you two specifically um, just because because of our shared experiences and like we can have these conversations and even if we all name bands or people that we don't know like we can still be like oh yeah no I'm gonna I would like to check that out and like we'll follow yep. through on that or oh, yeah, yeah for sure you know, you know what I'm saying like there's the, uh, it's it's an appreciation for like I have as like who you guys are like as people but then also just as like friends in music and, and, and what we've shared together so thank you for that I appreciate it he's just saying that because we called him handsome earlier yeah, well, now he's I, trying to suck up to us. You're married, buddy. Settle down. Unless it's you're twenty twenty. Look, it's twenty twenty four. What does that even mean anymore, man? God, that it's yeah, the sanctity of marriage is lost. Yeah, I mean, a legal abortion and weed. Look, we might as listen, well just yeah, fucking Sodom lead, and Gomorrah. We've got legal abortion. Uh, you know, it's it, 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 gender is whatever. 
<laughs> marriage. Who gives a shit? You know, like, it's I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ask my wife if this is okay to talk about. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> Let me go get my wife's opinion. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, before we do go, last, last moment. Uh, did we talk about what was your song that changed? You, was it a Green Day song where you went? Because I think I've talked about it, but I don't know that I've ever heard you. <laughs> yeah. Have we talked about okay. it before? There's there's a couple of different. Depends on what stage of life I'm in. But basically. Well, I'm talking about like where you go from like fucking this Ghostbusters theme song is dope to like you go, oh, there is uh, music. S- like, yeah. well, yeah, there's there's a particular moment. I remember it like I'll always remember it for the rest of my life. But basically, uh, Garfield Junior High, I was I had uh, my brother was picking me up. He was in his little blue Nissan and oh. had a tape deck in it. And he picked me up from school. I got into his car and he turned the car on and when by Bad Religion was playing from the album oh, Suffer. Okay. And I went, what is this? And it was like, that was that was that was it. I mean, that, yeah. that was that was that was the day everything changed. And I think I was already listening to like, you know, I was like, because I was stealing stuff out of it. Excuse me. I was borrowing stuff from his CD collection all the time, like his his tapes and CDs. Um, and like, because I, I was already aware of like bands like Green Day and Dead Kennedys and stuff like that. But when I heard Bad Religion, that song win, and I was like, this is what is happening like i i didn't i didn't know such things could exist and then that was that was it for me nice what about you jared um ooh. see i like i think about it uh, like the way that ryan was initially like what stage of my life because <laughs> yeah, yeah uh like there uh i would i would have to say there there was a summer where all right well there was like the ska thing that happened and that was like that's still a part of like i still listen to like you know i just want to see monster plug a couple weeks ago and it was incredible so like there there was that that time where it was like the late 90s and it was like boss tones and mustard bug and hepcat and the slackers and like all of that stuff was happening and like that really like that got me out of listening to you know the things that my parents were listening to like fucking richard marks and boys and guns and roses and shit like that you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. that was the stuff that i grew up listening to just because my parents were listening to it and then um it, I, I then i went like the opposite end of the spectrum i was like fucking the biscuit court is awesome and you know got my ass handed to me the first time i went to see corn and Boger. i like some dude punched me in the back of the head it was fucking crazy uh that seems and, on par with porn fans yeah it was uh, <laughs> yeah and my dad's van got towed it was a whole it was a, it was a really oh, this is guy. a ryan yeah. had to almost shit in an so so like there, there there was that like heavy music thing so it was like i went to like ska was like the first thing that i really latched on to and it was definitely like boss tones like ska uh ska core of the devil and more uh like that record in particular that's a good uh, that's a good album right, dude right, oh it's a great record right yeah, yeah. um and then it was like heavy music, uh, so corn and biscuit. But then like the only band that really like made it out of that like epoch in my life was was Deftones, who I still I absolutely uh, I'll, I, I I'll buy anything they put out. Uh, but you won't but go see them live. I won't go it... see them live just because my my, <laughs> my dad wouldn't take me to see them in the eighties in nineteen ninety six. And then after that, and I think this is probably where I still am. Um, so like the thing that really like uh, it was it was a few albums that really like kind of like oh okay this is this I found my like sort of like musical identity. There was one summer I remember I was living in New Jersey and I, I was I came back to Ohio and went to Galaxy CDs. I think it was the original location, so it was over by Marsh um, yeah. on on whatever. Um, and I picked up uh, that same summer I picked up uh, Death Cab for Cuties, Transatlanticism, The Pulse of Service. Services give up uh rilo kylie's more adventurous and i think that 
was the same summer that me without you that I picked up me without you catch for us the foxes. So it was this like expanse of indie music that really just like it scratched that itch that I didn't know I had, right? And then then it went into like math rock. So it was like uh minus the bears, Mano Solo. So that whole album just like still I, I, I get a little teary thinking about how good that record is. Like it's just <laughs> fucking great. And then um I think the one the one album that changed how I felt about music in general and just how weird but accessible it could be at the same time was um, Circa Survives Juturna. So, like, Anthony Green had left Seosin. He was in a band called Zoloft, the Rock and Roll Destroyer, which was, like, Destroyer, which was, like, nothing like any of that stuff. But then this album comes out, and it's, like psychedelic and weird and flighty and uh the lyrics make absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever unless you're like maybe a heroin addict i honestly don't know <laughs> uh, well i'm in luck so uh, let's yeah, do it <laughs> but like whatever whatever was going on like that's an album start to finish that's sequenced brilliantly it's immaculately produced um, and as far as i'm concerned it's like an untouchable sort of like oh this is like this is music like i i get what music is now and like just how sort of like transcendent and can be it can be if you like find it at the right time in the right place and like i was living in savannah georgia at the time and i, I distinctly remember like Mano Soloso listening to that record on a burnt cd going back and forth from where i lived to where i worked and circus survives juturna just i just on repeat like i could not could not get it out of my head when i wasn't listening <laughs> to it and then when i was listening to it it was just like it was a moving experience every time and like to this day it still is like i can't i can't get through that record without being like god damn what an incredible record you know yeah. if, and typically talking to myself but uh <laughs> but anyway i know long-winded answer to a, a relatively no. question but I like do this podcast uh, with ryan buddy you're fine <laughs> <laughs> I don't that was it. both a compliment yeah. to ryan and an insult yeah. to you and vice yeah, versa that's, that's, <laughs> good. that's fine good. My well, you, keeps, you didn't what? say yours i don't, I don't like music uh, that's it's fine. stupid yeah. nobody likes yeah. it yeah. it's stupid but uh, uh, i, I well, go ahead so, you said you were gonna answer so no, i was gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you you know i'm gonna answer god let I hate you so much. You guys are so cute. I love it. Listen, we're only not married because of two hours away in our wives. Yes. Right. I already told Ryan a long time ago, if our wives ever were expired, we would just, just do a legal bonded marriage and we yeah. could live together and we would yeah. fight and have fun and it would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting it, you know what I'm saying? But not in a, not in a, not in a you know, it's 2024, man. Let's yeah. go. That's right. Uh, no, I, I know Ryan has heard this story, I think. So I remember sitting at, uh, there was a, a, a bunch of kids. We, we were all latchy kids. So uh, uh, the, the Reese's, uh, I hung out with a, a kid named Joe Joe Reese. He had a brother named Tommy and Doug and, and they, they had like 50 kids. And they had used their parents' name to do Publisher Clearinghouse, Columbia House Records. Brilliant. And they did 12 CDs for a penny and they just got a bunch of random CDs that they picked that showed up and they were going through them listening. Some of it, I, I feel like maybe Two Life Crew was one of them, but like a radio edit, Two Life Crew uh, and, and something else. And I remember one of them was Ramones Mania and they were going through the songs and, and Beat on the Brat started playing. It's a, just the iconic opening. It's got the amazing, just simplified rock beat. And I remember they were all like giggling. Ha ha ha. You know, and they kept looking at like the cover had a baseball bat and leather leather jackets and pins and shit. And I remember it got about halfway through the song and like I had goosebumps. Like the hair on the back of my neck was standing up the whole time and I had goosebumps. And all I could think of was A, these aren't my people. Like and it was the first time I did because it was probably sixth grade. I would say it was sixth grade elementary school going into seventh that summer going into seventh and and i go the first off these aren't my people because they they're laughing at the wrong part of 
this. The fact that he's hitting a kid isn't what's like that's not that's not what's what you're supposed to be enjoying about it's the wrong song. lesson. It's yeah. the wrong lesson. Right. And I remember like then then they skipped around to a couple other songs and and every time a new song came on I went what the fuck is this? What is this? Well, I don't understand what this is because this isn't literally at that time it was like Ray Parks Jr.'s you know was, uh, dis, or you know kid show theme songs was my mm. jam or whatever my parents my mom listened to like Barry Mendel and my dad was an Elvis guy so like that was it and I remember like that was the summer I was like I need whatever this is and I found the Sex Pistols and then of course that tracks you on to newer punk rock that's when I started getting to, like West Coast stuff with like Gas Huffer 10 Foot Pole Rancid especially is one of my favorite yeah. bands of all times uh, uh, and I told Ryan this last time the two, two of the most perfect albums are Let's Go followed up by Out Come the Wolves just clean amazing rock and roll even though I'm a lyrics guy you could do shit music but have great lyrics and I'll be in and I feel like Rance is a little bit opposite because you could tell when Tim writes songs because they're just not <laughs> right. great. They're just not right. great. He tries real hard, so we give it. Uh, but but then recently, and Ryan knows this, I did just have another reawakening because I was a feared. I've, I've curated and listened to the same two Spotify playlists I made, which is my '90s hip hop, R&B, and uh, my punk rock. And uh, and then I a friend of mine sent me the video for a song called "Smoko" by the Chat, and uh, the Chats are an Australian punk rock band, mm-hmm. and that blew me out. I went, "Oh my god, they're making fucking good punk rock music." in Australia. Uh, and that led from Emil and the Sniffers. And, and and so now I'm like big heavy into not just that kind of punk rock, but like Australia's making some good, weird, fucking fun music right now. So check out the Smith Street band if you if you want to get into like really good, just like straight up rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, they're they're out of Australia and they're they're one of my favorites. There's something There's an that album, fucking something, something water going on. <laughs> yeah, no, their their album uh, their album Throw Me in the River is like a genuinely like moving experience by the time you get to the end of it. Like they're they're the the way that album closes is just like yeah uh, so if you're into the Aust- whatever's going on in Australia band. In. Yeah. wallabies and <laughs> kangaroos yeah that's it yeah 15 of the 12 most deadliest creatures on earth so, so Doug I, you know like you had the you had the the, the the fortunate experience of like not only having your musical awakening but also getting your direction for what you know what music could do all in the same experience so I had the to, to really sort of go back and answer the question that you were talking about was like when did I love the dad I'm gonna pause the dad look I'm lucky enough that the kids are upstairs right now and I'm stuck like in a corner in the basement but both of you in the past 20 minutes have, have done the fucking like I'm fucking doing it here you guys see me doing it Ryan's but, kids get antsy it's like they sit at the top of his steps and they're like we're going we gotta go in and like we're, the we're stuffed animals thrown in his face and it, it, yeah. it gets rough over there Jared I'm just saying yeah. it gets rough sure but so when I was like doing the kids theme so songs and the, the, the Ghostbusters soundtrack and stuff like that and then when I, Tales, when, when I was Doug, like, Tales I was like, wait a minute, bangers. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It, it, there's this other stuff going on, and I really need to find out what's going on with it. I remember my dad had a uh, the best of Muddy Waters, see, oh. and he played it, and uh, I think the song was Long Distance Call. And I heard that guitar, that blues guitar, and I was like, I got to find out what this is. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta learn what how they make these sounds with whatever <laughs> instrument that is. I need to learn how to do that, sure. and that's what sort of started. Like now, I got to gobble up everything. And that right. that's why I that's why I was even and then you know my mom played uh House of the Rising Sun by uh the animals and I was just like this this is guys have you heard this? Like, this is great. This <laughs> yeah. stuff is great. 
Dad, you should and, check out this band called Bird <laughs> the Animals by Michael. Yeah, so, it, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So I will say, that was Muddy when I really Waters, had to... Muddy Waters broke me out of like that I have to listen to a certain kind of thing. And it, what really got me into blues, even though it was like later in my life, was the Casino soundtrack. Because I was big into oh, like, yeah. like, I liked it, Scorsese and, 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 um, and uh, 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 what's his name? Pulp Fiction. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. I yeah. liked that they thought heavy and hard about the music they put into their movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the soundtracks were always bangers. Uh, uh, like Reservoir Dogs is, is put on like a radio show and it's one of the best fucking soundtracks. But in Casino, in the movie Casino, it's uh, the Muddy Waters song goes on the seventh hour, on yeah. the seventh day. I'm a man. Yeah. I'm a man. And man I remember Sorry. I, would re- I would rewind that fucking VHS tape just to re-listen because that song, that buildup, that structure in a blue, in that blue, Muddy Waters is fucking genius. And we all know mm-hmm. that. But that, for some reason, that song made me go, what is all this? Which led me to like Cold Train <laughs> style jazz. Like, led me, like Muddy Waters, that from that movie led me into like going, oh, there's like cool other stuff that's like part of a culture I know nothing about. Yep. That like that blues and that jazz and that, you know, like especially like like that side of hip hop that gets more musical than than stuff. And I yeah. think kind of made popular by the Fugees, really. They pr- kind of brought that like R&B spiritualness to it. But blues guys were doing that since fucking 1922. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, Andrew. Music I, is I, great. I, you struck You've my convinced board. Me. I, all right, Music doesn't suck. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> you, you brought us out of our slump. Uh, can I end this <laughs> on my new favorite dad joke? I've ever heard? Uh, please. No matter how I say Bumblepin Crumbleface's name, you know who I'm talking about. Jared got it. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, exactly. Bumblepin. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I know go. who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard somebody say that the other day, and I went, I went, it's fucking Benedict Cumberbatch, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> He's so happy. Anyway, that's my new dad joke of the day. That's good. What would you like say? It. Bumblepin, what was it? It doesn't matter. You just Oh, slam, you just say whatever. Just, yeah. just have the right number of syllables. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eddie, I used it Eddie Azard last time I told it, which was Bumbleback Scratchy Butt when he was talking about uh, Buster Poindexter or whatever. Not Buster Poindexter. Uh, uh, Binger do- Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, that's the fucking best. Uh, so, but yeah, yep. uh, man, I'm glad we brought Jared in for like the second half yeah. of the music because uh, that turns out that guy likes music. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit. Yeah. Also, what do you well, do? Uh, Cincymusic.com. You can read, uh, you can read pieces by Jared. He literally is like at a show like every other day, almost it seems. <laughs> like it he's, feels like that was the case for a while. Yeah. I think February is going to be a little bit slower, but I'm, I'm trying to actually go to shows in Columbus, Columbus, Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. So get out of Cincinnati a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go up to see Jeff Rosenstock uh, in Columbus. I'm going to go see Laura Jane Grace in Indianapolis. I got tickets to see uh, Death Cab and Postal Service in Columbus. Uh, so if you're going to be there and you want to see a grown man cry, I doubt I'll be the only one, but <laughs> I will be uh, there because uh, those are two like really important records for me. Um, but I'm hoping to also photograph all of those shows too, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited yeah. to see all of it. Thank you. I, I, I always appreciate your compliments and kind words because uh, yeah. sometimes it feels like nobody sees it and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> see it all man i see it all i do too and i tell ryan that all the time like i'm i i always tell people like uh like i was in the pub uglies but i can barely play guitar and i'm I'm the farthest thing from a good singer and what i did is i lucked into hanging around with very talent like ryan is i always say it is one of the most talented guitars i just rewatched the muckers like live when you did uh uh, rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and like like i i'm not kidding there's like this weird you have always for a guy who didn't really learn guitar you just fucking picked it up like there's an effortlessness to watching you play 
play guitar. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of, like Foley used to call it the guitar face. You don't guitar face because that would enable you to have to go to a, you don't have to go anywhere. You can stay involved staring at people just fucking rocking some awesome guitar. And musically, you write some of the coolest shit, dude. Like you do crazy stuff. And Jared's the same. Like, like I get compliments on two weeks from everywhere. I've never experienced this before. I've complimented you once or so. I mean, we've only been doing it 10 years. I've complimented you. Shut up. Whatever day. Here I am sitting here just bringing out the best in everybody, you know? No, but listen, but my my favorite thing is being, I surround myself with people I find, like, talented. Not surround myself, just, like, the people I like and I know, like, are talented. And I've said said it to you, like, on one of your Facebook posts where I went, like, this is, I I know a lot of people who are rock photographers, but, like, you think about photography. You don't go and think about the band. You think about putting the band in the best light, in the best, like, I'm a a fan of Foxy Shazam, mostly because of Alex. He's one of my favorite human beings ever. Uh, And I've seen a million uh, pictures done of Foxy Shazam and like you captured energy and you captured shit you don't 100% see in all those shows and it's not stagnant. It feels like live performance and that's what art should be is it should make you go, oh, I can kind of feel being there. And and Ryan writes some of the coolest shit I've ever read and like, I don't know, it's just awesome being surrounded by talented people. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Also, you guys are idiots. Shut up. Don't sell yourself yourself short there. I I can't even say that. Don't sell yourself short. Uh, you have an incredible amount of talent yourself, my friend. So I got, I got, I got proof funny. of your talent. Yeah, and he's got I'm not even anymore. You know, yeah, written like, I, on I, his vessel. I carry you around with me uh, everywhere I go. The shower, I do too. the toilet, you. Uh, you know. You are all over my body all the time, Doug. Like, <laughs> Whoa, this is pretty steamy. This is not yeah. inaccurate. And if Ryan it's was not. closer, him too. I'd just yeah, be crawling so, all over and, you. Right. So like, you're there's a reason I go to you before anybody else for this stuff you know this is same for my same for lydia the only like there's a reason we come to you for this stuff we like you we trust you you do incredible work and we want to we want to I've, I've always said like you have to support the things and the people that you love or else it just like goes away right true and I, I, uh we, we we try to do that as as much as we can so like i always am appreciative of like your kind words and, and support you you've you've given to my my little endeavors so thank you for that there you go so check yeah. out also uh like is it just what's your uh what's your instagram because that you have the new one with just photos yeah so uh cincymusic.com and you can read all my stuff and then there's jwb.imagery is my instagram handle but you can also go to jwbimagery.com uh for like you know curated uh you know just like limited photos from like all the different shows that i've been going to so and it's a lot of shows and it's a lot of cool fucking bands so i've been trying you know yeah well hey before we go though i got a I got <laughs> yeah. a question a real quick question uh yeah. it should be simple to answer so it won't mm-hmm. be um you mentioned getting punched in the head at yep. a at a corn show. Yep. What is the most is that the most violent show you've ever been to? What's the most violent show you've ever been to? Can I answer first? Yeah. Sure. Muckers, Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do remember wow, that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that was a Bogarts, right? That was yep. a Bogarts. Hey, yeah, we, we all had to have been there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't I don't I will say, specifically, but I don't like, know what we, statute yeah. limitations are, so I won't say names, but Craig, Brad, Sean, me, Joe, a few people in the audience, and there was like a tool kind of style band where they did like noise rock kind of I remember uh, this yeah 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 for yeah, yeah. some reason all of their supporters like had white starter cut like white sock caps on and then they all had like light acid wash jeans uh so Craig we won't say he's Ryan's brother just because of statute limitations yeah. uh but uh Craig <laughs> Mullins uh he Craig uh, Mullins. he was Brian real mad Mullins because they had brother. thrown they had thrown a water bottle at uh 
us and it hit Sean Blevins who had just fought his high school bully like came out of his shell is like I'm a violent person now so he gets real mad Craig in his uh, awesome ability to stir shit decides that that as the floor kind of opened with them on one side and us on the other that he would like instigate and he did that by going to the biggest guy and then like grabbed his leg and like humped it like a freak style <laughs> dance while the band they were there to listen to played and the guy pushed him and Craig in his infinite wisdom but not giving a shit about getting smashed in the face goes back up and like grabs the guy's hips and starts like fake humping him so the guy pushes him real hard Sean comes over the top of Craig and just smashes the dude in the face and as the guy's going back Brad comes up with a rolling rock bottle smashes it the other way and then the floor just erupts into like a 30 on 30 just straight up fucking rumble wow it was pretty awesome it was pretty I mean that was high school so yeah that was probably literally the most violent I've ever and I'm sure there has been violence that I didn't wasn't involved in but that's the most violent I've ever been at at a show with a a high school battle of the band starring the muckers that's incredible Uh, all right so I have a natural aversion to getting hit Uh, I'm a total wimp I got hit that one time and I was out well no I got punched in the back of the head at the corn show and then I got sucker punched by somebody in junior high I think it was either junior high or like early high school I got sucker punched by somebody and and that that hurt that that hurt like physically (laughs) and emotionally it still hurts a little bit um, so I, I, there, there were definitely shows where like, uh, skinheads were showing up. So I think we, we, we dealt with a lot of that and it, it was weird that they were showing up Bogarts. However, I will say the, I don't know, I don't understand why, but I saw clutch corrosion of conformity tree and I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Ryan was, was probably at so this, show. <laughs> this was in New Jersey. This was at Birchall oh, Club in New Jersey. I saw those three that bands tour. playing together. Yeah. Who opened up for them? It was like Murphy's law. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So Mur- yeah. So Murphy's law opened up and they brought out because we're close to new york they brought out i, I don't know a bunch of fucking skinheads showed up to that and i've just never seen a bunch of meatheads beating the shit out of each other the way that i have at a clutch show mm. with you know <laughs> it, it, was, it was weird uh but that that's probably the most violence i've witnessed i mean and like you know i've, I've been to a bunch of hardcore shows and like metalcore shows where they try to do like walls of death and stuff like that oh yeah it's, it's always a little but that's it's always a little tame, yeah that's a different but, one that's that's, yeah, that's not like, orchestrated like violence yeah that's, that's know, like they, they came there to like you know dish it out as much as they take sure, it right sure. but uh mine is a weird one mine is a very strange one and jared you might have been with me i can't remember who all was with me at this show mm-hmm. but it was at bogart's mm-hmm. and it was of all bands Everclear. do you remember Everclear? <laughs> I know. I, I remember, remember they just played like some some July Fourth festival up here. So <laughs> it was amazing because this was at they had just the released their breakout. In your voice, by the way, the insult in his voice when he goes. I mean, they were playing like a July Fourth <laughs> like parade. Sorry, no, no, it's dying. just the <laughs> thing about the thing about Everclear though. The thing about Everclear though, if you remember them, like they had like that song "Father of Mine." They had their, yeah. what was their big hit? Their big breakout hit. Anyway, they they I just they were like they were a feel good like rock and roll. Band. Band. Like they yeah. were a feel good alt rock band. Like they sang happy stuff and uh, you know thoughtful emotional stuff, right? Mid tempo. Like they, they were super chill dudes. Anyway, we went to go see the show at Bogarts, but the problem was is it was at the height of their like big breakout hit, their big breakout record, and there was all these like jocks and college dudes that had, like heard them on the radio that were there, and they were like, "I'm going to go to a, a an alternative rock show, and I'm going to get in one of those so called mosh pits." And they thought mosh pits were just punching people, like grabbing. Yeah them and hitting them like it was a bar fight and they literally the only time i've ever been to a show and jared you know i've been i played in a like a like a metalcore band i've been right. like i you know i've been to all these like tough guy hardcore shows and never have i been at a show where they turned all the band stopped playing they turned all the lights
lights on. All the security just swarmed the stage and like just pulled dudes off of each other that were just smashing, smashing, like kicking and smashing. And I'm like, I'm like, what? You know, like I think the week before I was at Guar and I was like, this is too much for me. I get, you know, I gotta get out of here. You know, I was like, Everclear. Yeah, I don't even think they finished the show. I can't remember. I think they came back out. Oh, I seen, I've seen Guar so many times. I can't, I can't remember. But, but I I remember what happened is after they like broke up everything, the security came out and kicked like half the people out. Like Everclear came back on and they just had like acoustic guitars. Like they didn't bring the drummer back out. They kept the lights on. They played the rest of the. Like it was distorted rhythmic beat. We better hit him with the acoustics. That'll calm them all down. (laughs) It was the strangest, most violent show I've ever been to, and it was Everclear. I will say this: I would say it's more than likely those guys' girlfriends wanted to go. Those guys had zero interest in being there, so fear and aggressiveness took over. And guys that that go to a show to do that don't give a shit if their girlfriends are upset at them at at the end of the night. So that's I guarantee you that's what it is. I would love to uh, discuss the sociology and the anthropology of like meatheads at shows and like like I there at some point I would that that would just be like a super. Here's why also it would also come off a little insulting to Ryan because even though I do enjoy Green Day now I do blame them for the popular inclusion into punk rock music on a level that it became for a while like Green Day was so good but they also were very palpable so like Rancid was just as pop saying about the same kind of stuff but the look of Rancid spiked hair leather jackets chain wall or chain belts ripped up jeans and boots and then when you put those next to Green Day who look like kids who basically could be in any suburb I think Green Day real and MTV not just Green Day but I think that that brought those Everclear style guys into and I I, I guess now it'd be called gatekeeping but I felt like that that part of music was like not even sacred it was just we all kind of had our space and the violence we did on each other was inclusive and intended in all the best we've talked about mosh pits and like what it was to pick somebody up the fact that like a mosh pit opened so I could pick my glasses up and then they close back in and like but again it's those Everclear guys those guys who did all they saw were kids mashing into each other and that I'm gonna go hurt some nerds and some beat up some kids and Mm. so I slightly blame blame Green Day because I think they were the most palpable band that could have a mosh pit openly like that. And there were tour videos at these big convent or these big places where these you know two hundred per person swirl pits and those guys get in their brain that I'm gonna fucking smash some faces yeah, legally. Smash, and, yeah. Well, I, so. there there was a pretty significant chunk of time where I think there were a lot of uh, you know quote unquote fans that were um, more attracted to the, to the aesthetic yeah. versus like the be, like being there and like understanding the culture and the scene mm-hmm. and like what that was. Like, yeah, obviously, you've got there's like that those like the, the core members of the scene and kind of they understood what it was about and then I, not interlopers because obviously like the, the whole idea it feels gatekeeping and we're it not trying to be gatekeeping but like, but, like, but like the ethos of punk rock is to be like open and, and open and accepting and like welcome and all of that I right? think you're allowed to close the gate if they're there to poison the well yeah no like I, if they're there to hurt I, the I, village I, like yeah no 100% yeah 100% and I, I think that I, I, I don't think we understood like we didn't have that frame of reference back then so we couldn't really do it because the scene has just the scene and the culture and all of that and sort of like our understanding of like and understanding and appreciation and sort of like enforcement of social norms and like what's accept behavior is so far removed from where it was then yeah. so I, I think we can we can be a little bit more uh selective and a little bit more gatekeeping without it being gatekeeping now because yeah. we can you know we can be like look that's not what this is about you don't get it we're willing to teach you and let you learn however you cannot come here and be an asshole that's not tolerated yep. anymore that's what so. mad balls for exactly yeah <laughs> 
Go to an H2O show, man. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. If your idea of a good time is ruining other people's good time, then you're yeah, not, not welcome, welcome here. Yeah. You're not welcome 100%. here. Actually, that's, uh, we'll end it on that. That's the best life lesson ever. If your intention yeah. in life is to make other people's life less, then you're not welcomed here. Fuck yeah. And you don't have yeah. to unalive yourself. Just go away. There's yep. moon programs. Yeah. Whole go moon be up sad. there. Go, go, go be sad. Go be sad and, on and the moon. On your, yep, yep. So awesome. All right. Well, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. And I was, I was Jared. Thank you for showing up, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's great. Crazy, man. I yep. really am glad that it was the music episode because it, it I, I don't know that I have another friend who could have been as like into the idea of, of like talking about it as, as you are outside of, anytime, outside of this, this idiot. Yeah, that's right. I don't well, know where he is so on I your just, screen. He's down here, Brady Bunch. He's, he's, over, he's over there and down here. So he's like there. Like uh, a dizzy Brady Bunch yeah. right now. Right. <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks for asking me to, to do yeah. this. I appreciate it. It was good to Welcome talk to you Welcome back guys. anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we won't be so nice to you next time though. No, that's I, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta get initiated. Listen, his somewhere. wife is right. sick, and he's had a rough week. Try to be nice, Collins. Okay. <laughs> also, listen. All we do is talk about movies, music, and Star Wars. So, like, literally, we, we could go. Hey, next week we're gonna do Star Wars in, and you would go fucking yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. And we do talk about Ohio politics a lot, though. A lot about Ohio politics. Which I you? will look. I will join for any of those topics, <laughs> and you know, speak extensively about them. I promise. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good couple weeks. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yep.